You're listening to Weather Hype, a podcast where we talk about weather, climate, and how it affects you. I'm Min. And I'm Castle. And today, we're going to dive into the wonderful, wonky world of Weather Twitter and really dissect what it all means and kind of the dynamics behind the social media community that we've developed in meteorology. We are excited to be joined by Dakota Smith from the Weather Junkies podcast. He is an active member of the Weather Twitter... Twitter? <laughs> Twitterverse? Yeah, I mean, Twitterverse. we're part of that community too. We're excited to hear about his insights and how he kind of thinks about Weather Twitter as we kind of discuss some of the topics that we have planned. So uh, if you just keep on listening, you will hear all that juicy rich information and some drama weather twitter drama boom bum 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 weather hype starts next <laughs> bum 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 Now I'm the reason why you broke up with him and got back together Thought I was sunshine, but baby, I'm bad weather I'm off the Doppler in the five-day forecast By the time they hear me, I've already pushed the shore back No, no, I wasn't always like this Skies cleared soon as my daylight lit Sidewalks dried up, no snow emergency I could take you February and turn it into spring I was born on a storm When I get gone, I get gone And I don't need any wrong to know better Welcome listeners to another episode of Weather Hype, where today we're going to be talking about the wonderful world of Weather Twitter. And for those of you who don't really know what Weather Twitter is, it's pretty simple. It's a community of meteorologists and weather enthusiasts who uh, socialize on the uh, website Twitter. And with 140 characters, sometimes more if we uh, reply to each other a bunch. We really uh, develop that kind of uh, connection with each other, debating topics, sharing ideas, and posting fun memes. It's a pretty uh, interesting world, and today we're going to dive a little bit more into weather Twitter and the pros and cons, and then some other ideas as well. To discuss this exciting topic, we are joined yet again by Weather Junkies host, Dakota Smith. So welcome back, Dakota. Hi, everyone. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Hello. So how are you <laughs> this time around? I'm great. <laughs> you celebrated your birthday a few days ago, right? Uh, a couple days ago. Yeah. 25. Wow. Quarter of a century. At a quarter life. Well, maybe not quarter life. That's assuming you'd make it to 100, which I hope you do. Yeah, no, I probably won't. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're hiking, you're you're staying fit, you're doing stuff. Like, you never know. If you drink a lot of beer and wine, maybe... Isn't that supposed to help you too? Well, maybe not. I mean, depends on how much you drink. <laughs> Let's just say I ate a lot of Taco Bell in, in college. <laughs> so I don't think this is the topic of this show. But I mean... Weather hype. It takes I mean, it always takes a turn. And that's, that's totally okay. I think people appreciate it. Dakota, you were mentioning that you were moving, right? Yeah. I'm moving like 15 miles uh, in Colorado from Mead to Loveland. The place we live now is like a farm place like a farm town and it feels like we're moving to new york city because we have like more than one restaurant to go to i did go to your old house or the house that you're moving out of now it's very very comfy i don't know if it's like i wouldn't say a ranch style or a farm style but it had a very comfy (laughs) feel to it and it was very lovely for you guys to have me over that one day oh yeah which is what back in what july yeah that was like one of the first meals we served there because we like had just moved in (laughs) I was just like, yeah, I mean, I'll just make myself at home. You guys can serve me food. Yeah, it was no a, big deal. It was fun. <laughs> Abby's a killer cook. That was all really, really good. I think we had like spaghetti. Yeah, it was spaghetti. <laughs> well, good memory. <laughs> I don't know. I have weird memories sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm impressed. Um, but enough about all that lovely stuff. Uh, I guess we're going to hear about weather Twitter and the fascinating world. Ooh. And it's funny because right before we started recording, hot off the presses, somebody shared an article about a uh, systematic identification and analysis of scientists on Twitter. And they took a screenshot from the article and it's like a scatter plot. Again, I don't know how the scatter plot is necessarily designed based on the algorithm they used, but there's a cluster in one section of that scatter plot showing meteorologists which seems to indicate that meteorologists are in their own little world maybe not necessarily a bubble maybe that's not the right way to phrase it but they're in their own little like niche click on twitter if you will or social media and they that means that they retweet one another they follow one another and they don't really associate too much with people outside of meteorology and I thought that was really interesting and a nice way to kind of frame the idea of what weather Twitter is, because it really is a community of meteorologists who are using social media. And the article, I haven't 
got a chance to really dig too much into it, but it's really fascinating how they break up, you know, like biologists are in this sector uh, in physical scientists versus social scientists and how they use social media in general. I thought it was really interesting, but um, have you guys had a chance to look at it a little bit too? Or I looked at it briefly. Uh, like you said, it was it's hot off the press, so we haven't really had a, a hot second to look at it. <laughs> um but it is interesting to look at this dynamic and it almost makes me question why or whether this is kind of a reason why we don't have a lot of uh, kind of interdisciplinary work or it's just now starting to bloom up in the meteorological community because it's kind of being represented in this Twitter diagram that even online we're not having these difficult conversations with different disciplines to figure out how we can work together, use what we know and what they know and come together. So just what I'm thinking about when I see this small cluster away from everyone else, it's like we're on a little island. <laughs> yeah, I guess when I think about weather Twitter, I, I mainly follow weather people. And I think most of my followers are also weather people, uh, meteorologists or enthusiasts or I don't know, people who used to have degrees but are doing something different now. And this is kind of separate from from that article, but one interesting thing about hashtag WX Twitter is what everyone refers to it as, is that it's different for everyone. Everyone follows different people, and so my weather Twitter is completely different from Minner Castles or anyone else's. Uh, so when when people talk about like what's going on in weather Twitter, a lot of times people fuss that there's drama or whatever. Sometimes like I don't even know what people are talking about because I follow different people. So it's it's interesting because it's like one thing, but also a whole bunch of different things at the same time yeah for sure it's hard to quantify like because within weather twitter there are different types of meteorologists or different types of people who are a part of weather twitter so it, you can't say like oh everybody's the same like we're not all in broadcasting we're not all national weather service meteorologists uh, we all have something different to contribute to the community on the interwebs so then i guess what are some of the pros and cons of weather twitter i kind of made a diagram here and it's something that kind of came up off the top of my head so it's definitely not super i guess representative of exactly what we uh face or what we uh deal with in terms of you know the good and the bad but one thing i i thought was a good thing for using whether twitter is it does facilitate communication right so you're able to talk with a meteorologist that maybe doesn't live near you or you know that you don't get to see all that often except for maybe every now and then at a conference or something like that but it gives you an ability to talk to somebody that, you know, you may not be able to see otherwise. And I think that's definitely a, a positive thing. And I wonder if you guys have had any recent kind of dealings with that kind of thing where you've reached out to somebody on whether well, Twitter, I mean, probably all the time of people that you probably wouldn't be able to see uh, on a day to day basis. I guess for me, the last person that I kind of reached out to and talked to, because I don't really use Twitter that much. It's not really my favorite thing. I like to kind of do my own tweets about like TV shows or reality TV that I'm watching and don't really get involved with the weather Twitter wars and mess that's out there because oftentimes it just makes me frustrated. So I tend to avoid it. But I guess the last person that I personally reached out to was Matt Parker. We spoke a little bit after the AMS conference back and forth about ideas for kind of involving more communication themes in the upcoming AMS. And he was amazing and extremely open to these different ideas that I had and um, was excited in implementing them. So um, he's probably the last person that I spoke with uh, over Weather Twitter. Well, I feel like because of Weather Twitter, I know so many people that I don't actually know. Like, like if, if you were to say to me, like, do you know Ian Livingston, who's a popular weather Twitter guy at IS Livingston, I think it's his handle. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know Ian, but I've actually never met Ian. I've talked to him, you know, through mentions or direct messages. Uh, but one one connection that I made that pops out to me is you two. Uh, I, you know, we mm -hmm. know each other through AMS, but we didn't, We I think we like met each other on Twitter when you guys started the the podcast is when I think I first saw your guys' yeah, uh, I think so. handles. I think that's one of the coolest things about Weather Twitter is that you meet so many people and then eventually you'll meet them in person uh, if you're lucky enough and continue to build that connection um, and, and make something good out of it. And when you went to the AMS meeting in Seattle, you guys had a Twitter meetup, right? <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, Derek Snyder put that together. Oh my gosh, it was like, I don't know, 40, 50 wow. people that was there. And then the uh, Matt Parker, AMS president, came, and 
uh it was it was awesome yeah we rented out like or we didn't rent out but we like reserved a section of a bar in uh seattle and it was a blast yeah i met so many people from from twitter that night uh and yeah it was it was awesome thanks derek for putting that together I remember that night because I was like in the same bar with a, a few friends and then you guys are over there too. And uh, I got to meet our friend uh, Weather Dom at the Weather Channel. <laughs> Weather Dom. <laughs> Handle WX Dom. Yeah, who thought I didn't exist. Yeah, yeah that was a great night. <laughs> yeah, and he also helped us to get the uh, the word out about the National Weather Podcast Month thing too. So thanks uh, for that and shout out to you. But yeah, it's a great way, Weather Twitter, to network with people and then eventually meet them in person. I think that's a great thing. And Castle, you mentioned earlier about the idea of Twitter wars and it's <laughs> kind of a negative connotation. So I was curious, Dakota, how you kind of take that perspective. Because I know for me, when I'm on Weather Twitter sometimes, which a lot literally just means I log into Twitter because yeah. I follow a lot of meteorologists and vice versa. And I see a lot of people who are engaging in some kind of debate or some kind of conversation. And sometimes it can get really nasty or at least it can seem really bad or really nasty. And then at the same time, you can't really try to read into emotions too much because, again, it's text. You can't know for sure how somebody feels. So the use of emojis and, and emoticons definitely helps to lessen the tension a little bit. But how do you feel about the way that might be uh, interpreted as like Twitter wars or like battles between people in the uh, the weather enterprise using Twitter? Well, first off, if you're engaging in that type of activity, you have to be careful who what you say to who. Because if you're an up and coming meteorologist, if you're in college or if you're new to the the enterprise and you accidentally slip up, uh, that can sometimes impact you down the road. And second off, I I feel like a lot of times I see the same communities and people in the communities kind of getting into it. And it's never, it never gets like real bad. Like usually it's sort of lighthearted, but you know, there's definitely some tension there. Yeah. And, and I've started to stray, like I used to be the most hot takey person. I don't know. I used to put out hot takes all the time, weather hot takes. And I've tried to scale that back because I realized it really wasn't really doing anything. It was really just me, like, I don't know, expressing how I felt in one moment. And I couldn't, like, <laughs> control myself from not tweeting what I was thinking. And and so I've, like, tried to not do that as much. As fun as it is, it is a lot of fun. But um, I, I say if you're, like, like debating in a constructive st- style, that is awesome. That is, like, exactly what you should be doing. But you don't see that too often. Mostly you see kind of, like, sarcasm, snarkiness, uh Uh, back and forth. And then I guess basing off of that too, when we're communicating, I know a lot of times I'll get, you know, thrown into a weather Twitter conversation where somebody is talking about maybe um, the idea of consistency in graphics or uh, where people get the weather information from, some kind of hot topic, especially with social science and meteorology, and they'll tag me in it. Twitter just, I believe, when you tag somebody's handle to communicate to them or to reply to them, it used to be part of the uh, text count, the character count. I think they took that out, which is good because now I can actually use all 140 characters without having to worry that half of those are taken up by like six people's Twitter handles. But when we're communicating, 140 characters is not very much. And you oftentimes see people replying to a comment that they've made to kind of elaborate more on what they've said. I've had many times where I feel like I can't say everything I'm trying to say but I don't take it a step further and be like, hey, what's your email? Let me like talk to you over email or talk to you in person about it. I kind of just end it there with very vague tweets about what I'm trying to say, hoping that they kind of understand what I'm saying, but not really knowing if anybody on any side took away anything from it. What do you guys think about that? For me, I kind of like the character limit because it makes you kind of think through your idea and kind of clarify in your mind what you're trying to communicate and convey in like a short number of words. Um, It's almost like when you're writing an NSF proposal or something, you get that one page to convey your idea and how you're going to like change the world. But it it takes an art to really figure out like how to communicate something in a little, in a terse way, in a terse manner. And so I think it, it, I think it can definitely be a con, but it's also a pro too, because it helps you kind of solidify the idea that you're trying to communicate to someone and then making sure you're using precise language in order to do that. Yeah, so I'm guilty of tagging you guys in those kind of conversations because <laughs> I a lot of times I I feel like I want to say something about a topic, but I, I'm like, I am not the right person to be answering these questions, even though like I have a thought about it. And a lot of times it's social science stuff because that 
is really interesting and it's usually a hot topic. And I'm like, wait a second, I should just like tag uh, Min and Castle and sometimes Gina, uh, though I don't know Gina that well, so I, I try not to tag as <laughs> much. Um, the character limit, you have to be careful because you can like get caught in conversations and I don't know how to remove people from replies anymore. So <laughs> it's like, like kind of annoying sometimes if you're getting notifications, like a thousand notifications. Yeah, I think um, the one time that I got tagged in something about a month ago, I kept on getting notifications because I looked at my phone. It was like 60 or 70. And A, I felt like really popular for a quick minute. Like, oh, yeah, like people actually are referring to me. And then I was like, I don't know if I still contribute to the Twitter conversation. And then by like halfway through it, I definitely wasn't a part of the conversation anymore. But my Twitter handle kept on getting... um you know, it talked about. And I was like, who, who, what are y'all talking about now? Like, I literally have zero idea. I don't know what you're saying. And so that was kind of interesting. It's just more of a nuisance than anything. But yeah, you're right. I need to, you can manually delete their Twitter handle, I think. But then sometimes people hit mm-hmm. reply and it still goes back to you anyway. Yeah. So it was like, oh, well, that didn't do much. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important to take it away from Twitter. Like Twitter can be a great place to reach somebody readily because people are pretty connected. But afterwards, like if, you have something to say, then maybe move on to that email route or a different route as well. If you see them in person pretty often, then mm-hmm. maybe save that conversation for later. Because I know a lot of times I've talked to people like about the idea of consistency. And I feel like people don't walk away on either side really learning anything. We're, we're all still confused or lost. And I don't know if people are taking that extra step to uh, really understand it further, you know. Yeah. So I guess that's like one recommendation I would have for people is to be more cognizant of the idea that maybe we can take the conversation to a different platform and elaborate on it so we can all get a better understanding. It's almost like a brainstorming tool that you just kind of come up with the ideas there, but then yeah. you like take a picture of it or something and kind of do it like go more in depth later that's how i use twitter for a long time that's how i use twitter to like talk with people and like brainstorm and like i don't know just freely typing my thoughts and seeing like what other people thought about it and that was like right out of like undergrad is when i did that a lot and at this point i feel like i see the same conversations happen with uh normally it's like younger uh, weather people or meteorologists who are like going through that same process and uh, I think it's good. I, I sometimes see people like talk about that negatively, like, uh, oh, here we go, talking about this again. It's a circle. Life is a circle. Weather Twitter is a circle. But again, I, I harping back on like what I said earlier, weather Twitter is different for everyone, and they may have not seen those types mm-hmm. of conversations before. So I so one I wanted to bring up one negative of, of social media in general, in that everyone, everyone can speak their mind, which is awesome. Uh, also, people can sometimes speak their mind on a topic that they might not know a lot about. I think you guys have some research behind that. You think you're an expert in something and then you kind of become the loudest person on that platform, even though you shouldn't be the loudest person. Yeah, so there is a psychological study called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And so it's basically a bias where an individual feels like more competent in something that they're not really competent in. And so they consider themselves like an expert in something just because they have a voice and they can do whatever they want with that voice. And they have so many people that are going to listen to them no matter what they could just say like the sky is orange, but they have those 5,000 followers that are going to see their tweet. And so it kind of brings up this idea of a lot of power. You have power and therefore people will listen. <laughs> this is like Trump. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> And I did say the sky was orange. The sky is a Cheeto. The, the sky orange. is your Cheeto. <laughs> Great oh minds. I couldn't imagine what he would tweet if he were oh part of Weather Twitter. We should bring him into a conversation. Why not? <laughs> I have a random question. How do you decide when you use the hashtag WX Twitter and when you don't? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, Because I've seen some people use it in like like intense conversations but then other people don't use it and they're really talking about something that it should have it so like how do you decide when to use it or not i think i use it when i'm asking like a big question i think when i'm trying to solicit an opinion i will reach out to weather twitter but i don't do it very often i think dakota you use it a little bit more often how do you use the hashtag yeah i think what you said there when, when you're asking like a big question and you want other people to chime in i think that's the when it's best used I honestly see it used more when people are talking about weather Twitter, mm, like itself, yeah. and and not actually like engaging in weather Twitter. So it's like I don't know, or something. 
but yeah, normally I use it when when I'm like I want people to like answer or like or like brainstorm about something. I, I actually have it on my tweet deck hashtag weather Twitter, and a lot of times it's when people are like talking about <laughs> drama on <laughs> weather Twitter. I don't know. It, there isn't really that much drama. I it's kind of weird. I I don't know. It's a weird place. It's also an awesome it's place. It's a drama llama. That that's what I would describe it as. Uh, wait. So, <laughs> I guess you know we're a pretty chill, casual podcast, so we can talk about it. What what has been some of the drama stuff that we you've heard about? Just for people who may not really understand the context of it. Oh dear. Um, I think it mainly surrounds chasing, especially okay. this time of the year. And the the recent ones were about uh, chasing storms. One was a video that was posted of two cha- or I think maybe it was like three chasers in one car. They were they drove into a tornado. It was like a really weak EF zero. Well, I think it got rated EF zero tornado in Louisiana. And when that video went online, oh my gosh, the world just <laughs> fell apart. Um, and and I I mean I think kind of rightfully so. I you know shouldn't be mm-hmm. driving into a tornado regardless of its severity. I I didn't really say anything on Twitter because it was people were already talking about it enough. So I think it actually it's like seasonal. This time of the year it's like chasing egos and drama. <laughs> um, and I saw Reed Timmer get into it with uh, Ian Livingston. Gosh, I feel like TMZ right now. Um, <laughs> or TMZ reporter, Dakota WX Smith. WX TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. What have I done? And then, like, in the winter, it's like snow map mm-hmm. drama. Yeah. The silliest things in the world. And then it's tropical. There's tropical drama, like, from, Hashtag I don't know, July drama. to September. <laughs> Is that like a new genre of a movie on Netflix? Yeah. Like tropical I, dramas? Like dramas that happen on the beach? Tropical drama. <laughs> I love it. It's, it sounds worse than it is, honestly. At the end of the day, people forget about it, and it's no big deal unless you really tick off the wrong person. Um, well, like you said earlier, I feel like there are, on my feed, on Twitter, there are always certain people who engage in that kind yes. of... Dis- like disputing not well maybe not disputing but the conversations where it gets a little tense and i i wonder like what goes through their mind like do they enjoy going through these conversations that honestly i feel like has no benefit for anybody except the fact that you're able to voice your opinion and you know attack somebody else or like what's the rationale behind doing it like like you said you used to post things really hotly and just be post it and, and get angry but then you step back and realize well a it's not benefiting anybody and then also at the same time you know it's not good for you either like what what's the benefit for you just sitting there a wasting your time and just typing away and b you know attacking somebody else when it probably won't you know help anybody else yeah i think it's generally a coping mechanism Ooh. Uh, speaking from personal experience, that was like, I wasn't doing it like uh, on purpose to be like, oh, this feels so good, I'm coping. <laughs> but I think that's just what it is. You're kind what? of just like, uh, what? <laughs> oh, I feel so good, I'm coping. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, no one does that. Um, <laughs> it was just like an outlet, like a gotcha. like a digital or virtual stress ball that you could like squeeze. Okay, uh, and. Yeah, and I honestly think that's what most people are, are using it for. Because, you know, most of the time, nothing constructive comes out of getting into a hot argument with, with someone. And then also, I don't know, for me, sometimes weather Twitter can be stressful. Because, you know, I want to stay connected. And I want to be readily available for people if they want to reach me. You know, that's, that's something I really pride myself on. But at the same time, when do you realize that you do need a, a little bit of R&R? When, when do you realize you need to step away and not really engage in Twitter all the time because I'll get notifications here and there and I feel like I have to reply to them immediately or get back to them as soon as I can. And sometimes I want to kind of take a step back and be away from Twitter for a while. I was thinking, you know, this late this summer and maybe in the fall, if I decided to go backpacking across Europe, I'm not going to really have internet access. So I could be away from Twitter for maybe two months or not really have good um, Wi-Fi or connection to Twitter. So what do I do? Do I tell people, hey, like you can reach me over email or just kind of be like, whatever, I'm, I'm distancing myself away. You guys will realize after you don't see me respond to you in like a week or two. It seems like something that I, I feel like I want to stay connected, but I don't know if it's good for me to always be plugged in like that. I feel like it's kind of become like email almost where I don't really take it personally if someone doesn't respond to me 
in like a certain period of time unless it's unless it's like that we're, we're already active in a conversation okay but if someone just like at me or i at someone um just kind of out of the blue or direct message really usually that's what i do when we're not like, not like in a conversation i feel like it's kind of like email and i'm just like well they'll get to it when they get to it um but if you're gone for like a long period of time people will probably that's awesome you're going back, back i want to um i still have that fire island uh, national park service gig this summer but after that if, if nothing pans out then then yeah i'd love to go to either europe or i was actually thinking about going to like canada but the idea of backpacking nice. across canada seems a little daunting because it's such a large mass of land uh and i don't know if i want to take my car up there and drive all the way around by myself because a it's bad for the environment and b i don't know if i want to drive that much because it's a lot of driving i don't know i'm kind of just thinking yeah. about different options right now but i'm trying to be more fluid about my life in the future see what happens you know wow we'll see we will see wait so what are your what are your plans what are your thoughts so far about when you finish school oh man that's a sensitive subject oh. <laughs> <laughs> i might have to i cope. don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> i i'm probably gonna like <laughs> i'm gonna be angry on twitter like the next few months I oh think. no <laughs> yeah i so saw i the short answer is i have no idea and i'm trying to figure okay. it out i would like to have a job though that would be nice okay so if anybody's listening out there you know <laughs> hopefully this this episode is going to be readily uh heard over weather twitter help our man dakota out he's a hard-working guy he uh, has good grades he has a good life he can brew he has some nice locks of hair that's always a plus um that was also very strange i probably should yeah, have said <laughs> just a little <laughs> um i'm <laughs> i'm just sitting here like hmm up next on weather hype, I will read my CV letter by letter, <laughs> <laughs> word by word. <laughs> yes. That's coming up next. Hire me, please. Oh, my. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Is there uh, any other pros and cons you guys want to talk about with Mother Twitter before we move on? I think just in general, going back to your unplugging, like here recently, over the, like it was like last week we had the severe weather and we have a Facebook group chat that we have with a bunch of people we went to undergrad with and after the event was over I just had to like silence it because it was just like a hundred notifications in like one day and I, I was just like could not handle it I was so stressed out so I think noticing when you are feeling this way like you're feeling stressed don't feel bad about kind of unplugging yourself from social media or from Facebook chat or whatever you seem to get a lot of notifications on because I mean, it can be stressful to continuously be plugged in and you have to kind of, we say this often, but you have to take care of yourself and really understand when you're feeling this way, why you're feeling this way and kind of make adjustments to figure it out. But what if you feel that like Dakota was saying earlier, whether Twitter can be a coping mechanism and you find a lot of solace in Twitter when in actuality it may make you feel better in the short term, but in the long term, maybe it has some detrimental effects on your health. Well, I think you should figure out why you're using whether Twitter as a coping mechanism. What is what is the stress in your life that's kind of leading you to use that as an outlet and think about why you go to whether Twitter to kind of de-stress and figure out how you can maybe do something more healthy or uh, some other alternative to kind of lashing out on weather twitter or maybe like get a stress ball <laughs> i don't i don't know <laughs> dr phil in the house he's killing it with all these information it just seems kind of uh stressful that someone is lashing out and using it as a coping mechanism i guess lashing out might be a bad way to cope but maybe other people can use weather twitter to cope in a different way besides lashing out right. like having conversations reaching out to people um getting advice or getting um some kind of wise words from the uh, fellow people on the social media site, I guess, is a better way to do it rather than taking your mm -hmm. anger out on other people and be right. like, no, you're wrong. You're stupid. Hashtag dumb F. <laughs> I don't know. Hashtag dumb F. I just think it depends on what you're wanting it for. Like if you're feeling isolated, like in your personal life and you seek out Twitter as a way to feel connected, then that's another coping mechanism. But that's more of a positive coping mechanism, I, I guess you could say. Whereas lashing out and being kind of negative on whether Twitter, maybe you should do something else in your personal life yeah. to kind of think through those ideas and why you're 
kind of going that route. Well, you just reminded me, too, of another idea that I had that, yes, we talked about how well the Twitter can bring people together and you can network and then connect in person. But do you feel that being on Weather Twitter and having that virtual community can be bad for socialization and socializing in real life and interpersonal communication with people? Because I feel like a lot of people, we talked at, I think somebody at NWA in uh, the meeting in September last year had mentioned that they're a whole new person on Twitter compared to what they are in real life. And I was wondering if that's something that you guys had uh, perspectives on or ideas about where people have this like very different personality on Twitter and they have a different personality in real life. And if that's necessarily a good or bad thing or that's just the way it is. I think probably everyone's a, a little different on Twitter than in person. Like I know I'm I'm probably funnier on Twitter because I have more time to think about <laughs> what to say and like... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like nicer to people I don't know because I'm takes a little bit for me to get out of my shell with like people I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I, I think it just depends like how different you are and like, in what ways are you different? I, I actually haven't really experienced someone who like is completely different or like, I don't know, was, was effective negatively by having that virtual community, but I'm sure it happened. Um, after we go to AMS conferences and we meet people that we have spoken with on Weather Twitter, and they almost seem like they're ignoring us when they like talked a lot with us, and they're like, I'm so excited to see you and meet you and talk with you, but then when we get there and we we just like walk by them and they don't say anything, even after we, we've introduced ourselves like the first day. So it's almost kind of a weird... Uh, yeah, it's a weird parallel universe kind of idea. Because I think people, yeah, like some people be like, yeah, like we're so excited to meet you slash like they're on Twitter all the time talking to us or replying to us or whatever. And then it's not like they don't know who we are. They right. know who we are. But then they're still like, they don't really socialize with us. And then when we get back home to our different homes or places, it's like yeah. the same thing again. Like they're right. replying to us on Twitter and talking to us on Twitter a bunch or social media a bunch. And it's such a strange phenomena almost where it doesn't seem like they are comfortable like i, I don't we're not like famous people or anything we're just normal people on twitter <laughs> oh you're famous just the way that you said that was like i know we're not famous or anything but we're just <laughs> <Sorry>. regular people <laughs> <laughs> okay you know what i meant but um we're, there's you guys like, are weather hype i don't know what you're saying okay calm down i <laughs> You get Dakota gets butterflies when he sees us. It's okay, but yeah, you know, like it, oh it's just Lord. a weird thing to, to think about. Where because I I feel pretty comfortable going up to anybody that I've maybe not met in person, right. but I know on Twitter, and I'm like, hey, like I'm I don't say hi, I'm hashtag weather or I'm at weatherman. I just say, hey, I'm in. <laughs> that that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> what if we introduce each other by by our weather handle or a Twitter handle? Because some of us don't have. A handle I mean, that is kind of like our name. Some people have they like they kind of do that at NWA because it's on your name badge. That's true, but you don't introduce yourself like shake your hands and be no. like, "Hi, I'm Weather Bear." Or I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Snowflake Eight Four Six. Like it's a future, nobody man. does that. Right? The future. It's the future. Yeah, right the future there. of our generation. Apparently, we're all snowflakes. God. <laughs> I. I don't get the snowflake thing. Tornadoes are much more fragile than snowflakes. Yeah, but not to the average, you know, politician or conservative pundit. <laughs> Meredith? Didn't you guys use Meredith one time as like a average person? <laughs> yeah, I think somebody said that before. We used it on the last time you were here when we were talking about narrative communication. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. That's right. Because <laughs> we were talking about like Grey's yeah. Anatomy. Or well, that was the reference, was another right? reference, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah never mind i remember that now i remember the reference now lol um sorry it's okay. totally derailed the conversation dude That's derailments are common in this podcast it is totally cool even when we edit it we keep the derailments because it adds some some character i think i will say one last thing i think it is while it can be a con to have these kind of weird parallels when you meet people um in real life i think it's also like a good pro when people are like introverted or extremely introverted and it gives them like this medium in order to communicate and not feel isolated so i think while it can be kind of strange or awkward at times i think it's overall a positive thing because it allows someone to connect with another individual who may not be able to interpersonally 
Well, I guess it's that time in the podcast where we talk about our songs of the week. Dakota, what's your song of the week? So we've been talking about coping a lot and <laughs> and responsible coping and healthy coping. And if you're if you're <laughs> yeah, tweeting in, in angry ways and calling people names. If if you're at your keyboard right now and you're on Twitter and you're about to do something stupid, <laughs> step away from the keyboard. Instead, there, I have a song of the week that will will make it all better. I think it's "Bulls on Parade" by Rage Against the Machine. If you're if you're feeling angry and there's something's doing, turn on that song, dance around, and go crazy, and just let it all out. I'm assuming you're speaking from experience that you've done that before. Mm. <laughs> you don't, really? You think it's from experience? Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> You just like snap on the oh, headphones yeah. and just like run around the house. Like, do, do people see you? Or like, are you in your room? Not a moving like car. quietly jumping around, or are you like in public? It's like what's going on? It's well, paint a picture. It's best if it's it's best if it's like not in headphones and like it's kind of ambient. You can be in a room. You can be outside. Try not to disturb people. A car <laughs> is really good. Like a parked car. <laughs> not a moving car. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I mean, if you're angry, I, w- I would get, I would pull over now, because you don't want to be a road rager. Ooh, you know? sure. I like the sound of that. Point. Wow. This has become like a like a self help like line or something. <laughs> I should take calls. <laughs> hey man, that's what we that's what we say. <laughs> yeah, this is our self help uh, section. We've gone through a lot today. We've we've gotten the CV part of our podcast. We've gotten the the Doctor Phil doctors part. Of it. We've got self help. <laughs> We're also we are a lifestyle podcast, <laughs> <laughs> not just weather. Gonna have to rebrand yourself. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but good to know. I uh, we've all had those moments where we had to cope and kind of uh, de-stress. And music is a really good way to do it. So I'm glad you found that. Do you have you used it often or recently? I mean, I use music all the time to kind of relax or get emotion out. It's I, I don't know. Yeah. I I think it's really it's really nice and it's healthy. You know, as long as you're not bothering anyone and do you do you sing or play instruments i played the oboe for eight years wow yeah but so i don't i I play play clarinet so we're the woodwind section oh nice yeah read life hashtag read life (laughs) hashtag lick the read (laughs) hashtag moldy read reads are so hashtag broken read and it cuts are you hating on reads right now (laughs) castle I mean, did you know that they had plastic reeds that they started selling after I quit clarinet? I'm a mouthpiece person. It's all about wood reeds. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna just transition from all that to uh, wait. Wait. What? Wait. I have one more. I have one okay. more question. Um, Dakota, have you listened to the new Childish Gambino song Redbone? Absolutely. Yes. Ever since you said Childish Gambino last time you were on the podcast, I've been listening to, to a little wow. bit. Of it. Just that album? I haven't listened to the whole album. I've only listened to Redbone because it pops up on my pop rising station. So yeah, that <laughs> it's gonna be weird if that's like the only or like the first Childish Gambino album you listen to because it is insanely different from anything else he's ever done. It's like I love that song. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good song. That whole album's really good. It's kind of funky and r&b and that's another coping a coping album there you go cope mm. to that album perfect nice. i think the title of this episode is gonna have to be like coping <laughs> what have i uh, done <laughs> we'll see <laughs> okay men what is your well, song i can give you the honors because you already kind of uh went with oh, the okay. uh your childish gambino song but that is not your song of the week is it oh th- that's not okay. my song of what the is week. it no it doesn't get that that honor. <laughs> it's not quite there yet um I am choosing Zar Larson's TG4M. <laughs> so, too good for me. <laughs> and that was his name. What an acronym. <laughs> Killing it. TG4M. <laughs> too good for me. It's so hard to say. Too good for me. It's basically a song. Um, I'm totally blanking on what it's about. <laughs> I haven't listened to it today. It's about uh, how she thinks that she's not good enough for somebody, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember, like, I don't even know. So guys, listen to that song. It's, it's good. good. Listen to it. It's so good. But the reason why I am been thinking about it is because it reminds me a lot of 13 Reasons Why, which is an excellent, brilliant Netflix TV show that everyone I've, should watch. I've been hearing so much about it. So I'm definitely going to have to watch it pretty soon. It's, yeah, it's so great. I just finished it on Sunday and the song just reminds me of it. Uh, kind of some of the themes that go along to the show, but I won't ruin it because... It's definitely something you don't want spoilers on. So, but gotcha. go check it out. 
Um, and then uh, really quickly, I know uh, Dak Smith got to go. My uh, song of the week is Eleven Blocks by Rabel. It's he's the artist. He's had a few uh, good hits with a bunch of uh, those DJs or electronic uh, music people. And the song Eleven Blocks is about how he lives really close to, I'm assuming, an ex or somebody he used to love. And even though like when you're walking through your neighborhood and you literally live in the same neighborhood as somebody that used to be really close with, when you're walking through, you know, the streets and stuff, it reminds you of the person a lot. And he only lives not that far away from the person he used to love. So it really gets to him and, and it's hard to cope <laughs> uh, with that being so close to the person, but not really having that connection anymore. So it really hits like that deep note, but he's a great artist and really good singer and musician too. So definitely y'all should check that out because it's off the heezy, fo sheezy, boom. All right, Dak, you got to go? Yeah, basically. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> no, I no, do, do, do. The... That is totally cool. Do your make sure and do your outro and all your links and that's... oh yeah sure yeah so you can follow me on Twitter and see all my weather Twitter action at weatherdeck and the podcast that I co-host with Tyler Jankowski is called uh, the Weather Junkies and you can follow that at the WX Junkies on Twitter and just like Weather Hype you can listen to that podcast on iTunes. And pretty much any podcast platform, and you can find anything related to the podcast, any content at theweatherjunkies.com. And uh, I know you're going to plug Weather Hype stuff, but the Weather Hype website, I screwed it up last time, but I have it now. It's (laughs) weatherhypepodcast.com. I highly suggest going to that website now. You got it right. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's always always a fun time. Enjoy. What's going on? What's how have you been these uh, last two weeks? I guess since the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm getting pretty close to finishing up my uh, thesis writing, so that's good. I'm trying to think about what has happened in the past couple of weeks. I don't really know if anything exciting has happened. I went to Virginia. I took a kind of an R and R day about a week and a half ago, going to. Richmond, Virginia. Thanks, Massey, for the uh, tips and advice on places to go. It's about, I think, two hours, two and a half hours away from Greenville, where I'm at now in North Carolina. And I went to first to a place called Shaco Bottom, which is like the historic district of Richmond by the water. That was really cool. And it had a bunch of cool artwork, like murals and, and urban art and some other cool stuff, too. And they have like a lot of rivers in Richmond. So one of their nicknames is River City. And so mm. there's a vehicle bridge that goes across the river. And below that, in a different part of town, there is a pedestrian suspension bridge, kind of, that go- that's like hanging below the traffic bridge. So you can walk across the river to a place called Bell Isle. And it's like a little nature park where you can hang out on the rocks and go hiking and stuff, too. But it's really cool to see how they're really taking advantage of their existing infrastructure and building on top of it to... I guess, enhance the uh, experience for pedestrians, too. So that was cool. I went to this other place in Richmond called the Manchester Floodwall Walk, which is a floodwall that they built along the, I believe, the James River. And you can see the skyline of Richmond so beautifully with all the lights reflecting in the water. So I kind of staked out there for about an hour and took some pictures as the sun was setting to get that really nice skylight view. The picture of the uh, the downtown area at uh, at twilight, I think is what I meant to say, not skylight. And it was beautiful, but I was getting attacked by moths. The oh. moths were everywhere. And I've never seen so many in my life. I would look down at my jeans and there'd be like 10 moths on my leg. And they're attacking my camera. They're attacking my face. <laughs> But they don't bite, so that's cool. Right. But they're just swarming. Like a yeah, nuisance. Yeah, I just look almost. into the sky. Yeah, they're a huge nuisance. I see them in the sky, and they're all over the place. And I was trying to figure out why they are all gathering around the river in that area, if that's common. I'm assuming it is. But, like, I don't... It was windy, too. So these moths have, like, wings of steel because they were able to withstand the wind. Because normally when you're all along a river, like, I'm, if I'm in Savannah along the river, there are no moths. But there were a bunch of moths there, so I didn't really get that or why they were there. It made it difficult to take pictures, especially when you're getting bombarded by a bunch of winged insects, you know? 
Uh, other than that, I haven't really done too much uh, interesting things. Just kind of hung out with people every now and then, but really just focusing on that thesis and trying to get everything done. Um, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, I think that is that's some fun stuff. You have to admit that's pretty cool. Well, that one thing, Richmond. <laughs> but still, that's fun. I haven't been. Yeah, anywhere. it is. <laughs> Wait, what? You don't uh, go anywhere? No, I haven't like traveled anywhere in a long time. You should go. Go somewhere. Do something. I mean, I'm go. I'm traveling a lot this summer, so I'm trying to save for that. You're going to DC a few times. You're gonna go to Austin, right? To visit your family, your aunt. Yeah, and then I'm going to Kansas City. Isn't that where the warning communication yeah. conference is at? Yeah, you're gonna go to that. Yep, and then I'm going to Charleston at the end of summer. Ooh, for what? Um, our one of our friends, Chris, just got a job there. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell on the podcast, but oh, nice. he just got an emergency management position in a suburb of Charleston. So Ooh, I'm go. what Mount Pleasant or? It is to the north, Charleston. I wish it was Mount Pleasant. I love Mount Pleasant and Southern <laughs> Island. They're my fave. Nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, things I've been doing this weekend. I got a pedicure for the first time with my friend Shayna, which <laughs> How was, was that? interesting. It was interesting. It's not my uh, most favorite thing to do, <laughs> and I don't know if I'll go back and do it again. It's just I don't really like people touching me, and that sounds weird, but like I don't think I would enjoy a massage or anything like that just because... I don't know. I'm just thinking about how they like, I'm so worried about how they're feeling and like how it's like, I don't know. It's just like this weird thing that I'm more worried about them than myself and how much I'm enjoying it. Did it tickle? It did tickle. And that was part of the reason why I didn't like it because I was having like, I was like putting my hands, like my nails into the chair, trying just like holding on to not like move or wiggle because I didn't want <laughs> it to be like tickless ticklish but when she got like one of the harder brushes like on the bottom of my foot I'd like moved and she was like oh you're ticklish and I was like yeah I'll try not to move and so like the 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 rest of the time after that was like so like stiff trying not to move my feet so no that's funny I've never gotten a pedicure before but I can maybe get one of my friends to do it for me or something in the comfort of my home (laughs) I don't have to sit outside or sit in the nail salon and do it there, you know how they have those pedicures where like the fish could eat your dead yeah, skin. Yeah, I would right? like to do that. I heard it tickles though. I, I mean, that would be fine though because oh, no. I wouldn't be worried about like what the human is thinking about and like how much how, if they're liking it or not. <laughs> what the human? No, the person. I think the fish is thinking. What is the human thinking about? Well, the fish you're nibbling on your nasty feet. The fish you're like feeding it because that's what it eats. I'm assuming. <laughs> so it's like a symbiotic relationship. It's such a weird. It's such a strange concept. It's like hmm. Here's my feet. <laughs> like they, what if you put your feet in like the bucket of water where the fish are, are like nibbling, and they all just like die? That would be because you have like some kind of foot fungus. That would be. I really think they sad. would have some type of resistance to that. I'd hope so. I mean, it's a special type of fish. It's not that you're letting betta fish eat your feet. Right, right, right. <laughs> or like goldfish is like a special type of. I don't know what it is. I can't pretend like I know. Yeah, fine. it's like oh, let me stick my feet into an aquarium and see what nibbles at me. <laughs> I don't think you should try just that. Think about like, just think about like Finding Nemo, <laughs> being like, just be like, what the, what is up with this dude putting his feet in the water? <laughs> oh, strange things. Wait, hey, you had a cool, uh, popular video on Instagram, right? Tell people about yeah, that. Yeah, so I guess it's sticking with the social media theme. I'm not sure if you've seen. It's kind of like the, I'm putting air quotes, but like the new thing to do. So kind of like the mannequin challenge. And the flip cup or flip bottle flip challenge. I think those are the right ones. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this one's called the blow cup challenge. So basically you have three cups, two are stacked and one you hold out in front. And so you try and blow and catch air under the lip of the stacked cups in order to blow it from one stack to to another stack. And so I saw Ellen DeGeneres do it on a like a clip on her YouTube site, Ellen Tube. Uh, like 10 a.m. in the morning and that she posted it before she actually aired it later in that day so I was like Shayna you should do this and so she just did it and she actually got it to jump between cups and so we posted it on Instagram and used the hashtag blow cup challenge and then we went to class and then at like four o'clock when Ellen showed it on her show it just like blew up 
it was crazy. I saw the original Ellen video. It was kind of funny, but it's just weird how these simple things become such a like. I mean, they're fun. They're a lot of fun to do, but I this is weird how they manifest. We're like, oh, this is a cool thing to do now. It's like, wow, just because one person did it, you know? It's like, hey, let me like cut little holes in my shirt and wear it like Regina George and see how popular it becomes. Um, what kind of cups are the best at the blow cup challenge, you think? Plastic cups, styrofoam cups? What are we thinking? Ceramic cups? <laughs> um, I'm not really sure what the best cup is, but we used kind of uh, plasticky. I think you want something light, but not too light to make it too easy. So it's kind of this balance. But if it's too light, it might just like, it might be harder because it will like float mm, up and fly away. I don't know. I was, you know, like those really cheap styrofoam cups. Yeah. Ours were kind of clear and see-through. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. I saw yeah. those. I think those are actually the best ones to use because I feel like a normal solo cup yeah, is too I think heavy. Yeah, it is too heavy. But then also a styrofoam cup is too erratic. <laughs> erratic. So the Goldilocks <laughs> cup, <laughs> the Goldilocks cup would be the plastic transparent one, I think. Ah. And it has to be like the punch bowl. It can't be like a medium soft drink. Oh my lord! Cup These are getting, this is getting like it needs to be like so complicated. Well, <laughs> well, I have the Zaxby's cup in front of me, and I'm just looking at it and thinking, yeah, it's too tall to like work because you have to blow it really hard for it to like fly out of the the other cup. Right. So I'm thinking like a punch bowl cup, like you guys seem to have. I think would be most effective. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to test my hypothesis. You should test your hypothesis. But we're up to like 260 likes and uh, like 14,000 views. Which is just y'all going viral? Crazy. I think I've peaked social media wise. <laughs> this is, you're gonna have to add this to your uh, Facebook milestones. Yes, <laughs> fourteen thousand views on Instagram, killing it. Stomper. So as Dakota said, you can find us in a variety of places, including facebook.com/weatherhype or weatherhypepodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at weatherhype, both words, weather and hype, or you can send us an awesome email at weatherhype at gmail.com. Anyway, all right, well, until, until next, next time, time, stay, stay hyped. hyped. God, I, f- I feel like there's someone like vacuuming in my complex. Like we can't hear it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know, but you know how the okay, is so hot. <laughs> oh, it's hot. So hot in here. I can hear it sizzling from here. <laughs> Why is that Did funny? You just sneeze. Bless me. No, he sneezed. I sneezed. I said I sneezed. No, no. <laughs> no, I did. The only other person on this podcast sneezed. Not you. Not me. Castle. You would. You would know. Colin Callan's high. Oh my.